I think it comes down to fear and lack of knowledge. However, when you're able to show people, you know, and create, you know, get that emotion from them, it does it a lot. I'll go into dealerships. I, I, I just walk in. I'm old school. Hey, man, what's going on? What are you here to sell? I don't know. You know, hopefully, you know, a bunch of marketing. And I, I don't know, whatever. But when I show them a YouTube video, you know, or I show them a brand concept or, you know, a, a walk around, a test drive, a review, a how to, a, you know, all these different specials, the service lanes, you know, the finance departments, all these things. They're, they get a holistic view of the entire dealership, and they're like, well, I want my dealership to look like that. Okay, great. Sold. Good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of the Coffee with Jason podcast. On today's episode, Jason is jamming with Benny Mazur. They'll be chatting about the value of video, how to use it, and how to get the most ROI. Sit back with your closer's coffee and get ready for some hot morning tips with your host, Jason Harris. But first, a message from our sponsor sponsor for freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing this is coffee with jason the coffee with jason podcast is sponsored by closers coffee for that full-bodied rich sweet flavor with a bright acidity drink closers coffee stay caffeinated and keep on closing find out more at closerscoffee.ca hey what's going on podcast nation it's jason harris here with digital dealership solutions hey thanks for joining me on another episode of coffee with jason today i have my guest benny benny from the jets no, i'm just kidding it's not benny from the jets dude you probably get that all the time don't you does the people I do. you, got one, you got one of those names that are just like oh yeah benny and the jets right <laughs> and people walk up to me and they go benny I was literally doing it, I think, earlier as I was recording this. I was just like, where's Benny? Benny. Right. I'm like, hey, Elton John's the man, and, you know, <laughs> I'm not mad at him, so call me whatever you want. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, hey, for everybody out there that's watching or listening to this, and they don't know who you are, Benny, if you kind of just give us a little bit background, maybe that two-minute origin story, you know, that'd be a great place for us to start. Absolutely. So my name is Benny Major. I'm a managing partner at Marketing Solutions STL from St. Louis, Missouri. I got into the automotive business doing vehicle service contracts and car warranties back in 2006, 2007. So I really had to memorize every single piece mechanically of a vehicle and realized that I was very interested in it. Then they tasked me with sending out roughly about 10 million pieces of direct mail a week and found my messaging delivered the best response rate. And so I was like, okay, cool. I think I'm onto something here. Went to the Yellow Pages and was the corporate trainer for digital. Transferred that from the traditional print Yellow Pages to yellowpages.com. Traveled around the United States to third-party Google offices and trained them how to sell their own product because Google didn't have an outside sales team at that time. And decided I wanted to further my knowledge. So I went and worked for one of the largest MBA or NBC affiliates here in St. Louis, a broadcast television station where again, every single client was a car dealer. So <laughs> I said, man, I said, this is great. You know, I'm passionate about marketing and advertising, passionate about the automotive business. And that's just how it came about. Okay, cool. So, you know, we had an opportunity, uh, you know, before we kind of started the video today to talk a little about video and video is, 
a huge passion for you. It's a monstrous passion for me. It's just, and I think that's kind of actually how we kind of connected, wasn't it? It was just absolutely your passion for video, my passion for video, and that's what you know kind of connected, right? And it's you know today it's all about networking, and we're almost we could actually probably do a whole podcast just on how we actually connected and networking and everything else. But today we want to talk about video. You know, and, you know, we were talking about a video, uh, a video that I actually posted the other day where I was talking about the cost of attention is so insanely low when we build off of a video campaign versus just running, you know, your old traditional single images, text ads, so on and so forth, right? There, consumers don't want to necessarily just be told about what's going at the dealership. They don't want to be told why the dealership is a great dealership to do business with, right? They want to see it. They want to freaking see it that we need to show them and stop telling them and you've made a career uh, out of doing exactly that so you know walk me through kind of how that got started and what you're doing right now so it's a great question so when i worked for a broadcast television station i was lucky enough to kind of be mentored or taught the broadcast television business by one of the larger consulting automotive groups based in new jersey in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what they kind of taught me and preached to me was it's all about consumer behavior patterns, find your audience and own them. And don't worry about the platform or the device or anything like that, because they typically have the same routines on a daily basis. So they would talk about reach and frequency and, you know, roadblocks and frequency stacking and all these types of things to make sure that, you know, the, end user of their audience saw their message over and over. Yep. And so I really under, started to understand it. And I said, okay, so you're kind of waterboarding them, in my opinion. I said, so it might be slightly aggressive. <laughs> it, it was impactful and it worked, you know, I said, but at the same time, we can do it with video, the exact same thing, because ultimately video is television. I mean, it's, it's visual, you know, you can tell your story, you can put a face with a name, all those types of things. But it's so much more cost effective and efficient to do that. And, you know, like Cisco says in 2020, 82% of all, you know, internet will be video. So, I mean, you might as well strike while the iron's hot and do what you're good at and rock and roll some video. And I think it's important when people are uh, listening to us talk about videos is that what we're talking about is really trying to create that engagement. You know, you, you, you can't get this type of engagement with any other type of ad format out there. You know, you can't measure how long someone stared at a display ad. You know, right. you, you can't measure how effective, you know, that text ad was and how can you build off of that attention? You know, it's like we don't necessarily when we present them a video, we're talking about getting those eyeballs, creating that attention, but then we build off that attention. So many people are thinking of these videos is that they're a singular element and they're not. I mean, every single time that we go to share a message, frequency of reach is incredibly important to the optimization of our video, but it's like, okay, cool. I got your eyeballs on this. You consumed it, but now what else do I tell you? What next steps of the story go along with that video. And I think that makes the big difference between people that are actual practitioners in video versus people that are just putting a video together and just posting that video. Right. More of a one and done type of approach. And everybody loves stories. They do. It doesn't matter who you are or who you like to listen to. You know, I'm from St. Louis, so there's a lot of rural individuals that are around here, you know, and they like the good old boys that, you know, tell their stories from the past and this and that. And let me tell you my fishing story and, 
it's always slightly exaggerated, but it's still fun. And <laughs> you know, you 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 enjoy that conversation. You enjoy the engagement. You enjoy the knowledge. You enjoy hearing about things and learning about things that you may or may not have experienced or may have been different. You know, a generation or two before you. So, you know, storytelling is something that I'm very passionate about, and I know that it's very effective because I use it and I do it. However, when you use it correctly and it's utilized correctly, it delivers amazing results. And I think that's actually a good, good place for us to kind of deep dive into, right? You know, um, look, I, I, this podcast is, if you guys are listening to this podcast thinking that we're going to try to change your, your opinions on why you should be doing video, you might as well just turn this off, okay? This right. is for people that already understand that video is a vital part of their marketing efforts and that if they're really going to share a message, a very well-crafted, sculpted message, the only medium they really should be doing that in or the most effective medium they should be doing that in is in video. So right. let's start talking about the story, right? So, you know, g- give me some examples of what you mean by how we build value within the story. So one of my dealerships, and I'll just use them as an example. The dealer principal, you know, has owned the dealership since 93 mm-hmm. and he's getting up in age, but as we all know, dealer principals don't retire and there's no reason for them to. <laughs> However, his son was the GM and ran three of the stores. And so it was time for the principal to pass the torch to his son. Okay. Well, when you do that, you want to make sure that you're you know, representing this, the brand that his father had created 25 years ago, you know, keeping that legacy intact, but also letting folks understand that it, it's a new business. It's a new world. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. times are changing and we want to address the stigma of people getting beat up when they come into the dealership or, you know, you're, you're a fraud, you're a slimy car salesman, you know, things like that. It's kind of like an attorney, you know, yep. that they get a bad rap, you know, and I, I'm very neutral on attorneys and car salespeople. You know, I, I'm not judgmental either way. However, there is a stigma out there. So what we were able to do is really take a deep dive to, you know, take the sun and say, you know, what are you into? What do you like? And he began to talk about, you know, my passion for cars. I love cars. When I was a kid, my dad used to put me on his lap and drive around the new you know, 1986 Corvette Stingray or whatever it was. And, you know, then I got into racing go-karts and I've always been a people person. You know, I started off as a porter in the business and I moved my way up to parts and service. And then, you know, was a salesperson Then I moved into finance Then I moved into, you know, the GSM role, then the GM role. Now he's the president of the organization, his passion every day and what feeds and moves him is the people. Mm -hmm. And, how people give him an opportunity to continue his learning, how he can positively affect people, how people can positively impact his life. And it it truly is just a collaboration to be able to share that story, to let people know, yes, this is your brand and your brand's intact. However, this is what your brand represents. So we don't have the Sunday, 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 be there. Come on in, you know, 279 down and, you know, everything's got to go. Da, da, da. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? Yeah, I, I, why? You know, what did I do? So being able to take that story, break it into micro moments or bite-sized chunks and really bring people down the, you know, the, 
the path or you know bring them down the consumer journey for when they're ready to purchase you have certain people that may be more attracted to you know a 35 year old man that's driving a brand new Camaro SS you know at 150 miles an hour well then you might have people that engage more or relate more to the you know I want to make sure that my father's legacy is intact. I want to make sure that, you know, we do the same things that he did for all these years, which actually made us successful. So being able to tell that story, that would make me want to buy a car from you. If you yell at it, that's probably not going to happen. I like it. It's awesome. And I love the old guys that stood behind the podium, you know, and would, would do their videos on TV. I love that. I wish I had some of that content because I would recreate it and reuse it. <laughs> But it, it makes it relatable. It brings it down to a, a human element. And see, there is no other medium out there that we can do where we can literally get right down into that human element where we can evoke an emotion, right? We know that um, see, video hits so many different sensories of the brain, you know, where a single image and a text ad don't. Text ads, very limited, you know, imagery of the brain or, or a sens- or, um, part of the brain where it absorbs it. but uh, image adds a little bit more, you know, because we are visual individuals. So we consume right. both differently, but then video, video is totally different. It's got audio, it's moving video, uh, moving images, and then the ability to evoke an emotion. Right. You will never be able to evoke an emotion through a text ad or a image ad. No, not at all. And, and if you do, it's, it's probably pretty darn rare that you actually ever get a chance to do that. Right. Um, or if you as a nuisance. <laughs> That's the, that's the emotion you get. This yeah, is annoying. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true, right? So, so if, we can, if we can make someone laugh, if we can make them maybe tug at their heartstrings a little bit, or even in some cases piss them off, all right, right. the probability to actually retain that message is substantially higher than if we do it in either, any other type of medium. In addition to that, we know that customers buy stories before they buy products. Yeah. All right? You know, the reason that they bought that Silverado wasn't because it was a Silverado. Okay. At some point in time, somewhere, all right, they bought into the story of why that truck is better than all the other trucks out there, right? But somebody had to that. Maybe it was the neighbor. Maybe it was the neighbor telling them that. Or maybe it was, maybe it was grandpa saying, oh, I bought Silverado. I always bought a Silverado. You're going to own a Silverado, right? It could be that as well. But as dealership, if we're not utilizing that medium to its fullest capabilities, we're leaving so much opportunity just out there, which is wasted opportunity. I agree with you hundred percent. And we're all salespeople at heart, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately people buy from people they like and from people that they trust. So, yeah. and where I'm going with that is you have video, you, you take video and you interview, you know, the floor salespeople, the BDC people, you know, the sales managers, the principal, the GM, the GSM, let's go back into the service department You'd be surprised how many people have never seen the inside of a service department at a dealership before besides just pulling up in the express lane. Yeah, so true. I shot a video the other day at one of my dealerships and I went back in the back and talked to a bunch of techs and, you know, they had all the cars up on the lifts and doing these things. And people are commenting like, oh, my God, that's so big. Is that what you mean by state of the art facility? Look how clean it is. I didn't even hear anything. Well, well, that's really opening people's eyes and letting them know what it is, because if you know who the the man behind the mask or the woman behind the mask that's working on your car is, 
you're probably going to drop your guard a little bit, feel more comfortable and become a repeat or referral customer to that dealership. So I, I really think putting a face with a name and being able to tell your story not only helps you know, with the identity and also the stigma, but also that comfort level of, well, yeah, I just saw Jack yesterday. I mean, why wouldn't I give Jack $145 an hour for labor? Seems fair to me. <laughs> that's, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah. So let, let's get into, um, I want to get a little more strategical, right? I mean, I, I think anybody that's listening to this and they haven't turned off the podcast so far, uh, they're listening to it because they agree with us. They, they, right. they, they agree that video is very important. They agree that um, the video is the best place to evoke an emotion, to create a story, to uh, to develop out some brand awareness. And and I think they also agree with us that uh, customers buy stories before they buy into products. So we yes. need to be out there not necessarily telling, we got to be showing them, right? So let's get a little, little more strategical about that, right? You talked about taking some videos and cutting them up into multiple chunks. But then you also talked about knowing who the audience is. So that's where I think I want to go first is let's go into the audience and then how we kind of cut it up into multiple chunks. But like, what does that mean for you? What does it mean to define what an audience, to define an audience? So what I do is, I'll go into the CRM or the DMS and I'll pull all the Silverado sales of a dealership since we're talking about Silverado for, you know, the past six or 12 months. Well, I'll take that data and then I will put it into the system to find out the geographics of the individual, the demographics of the individual, the interests of the individual, obviously your age, you know, to me, race isn't important. However, you know, it is an option to find out what these individuals like, what magazines they like, what TV shows they like, what, you know, what things that they follow online, what, what are their interests, where are they, what is their age, and find out you know, where are we going to be able to reach them and let them see our message the most effective and the most efficient, but amount, the, the right amount of times to be able to make them get off the couch and create an action. So sure. some people say it's between six and 10 times with digital. If that's the case, that's fine. However, we need to make sure that we are aware everywhere. Where's our audience? Everywhere. But if I'm targeting a 65-year-old man, I'm probably not going to invest in Instagram or Snapchat because that demographic isn't typically heavy users of those two platforms. Not that they're not good platforms, but I need to make sure that I'm delivering the best results you know, in the most cost effective manner. No, and it, it, that was a weird sound. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to audience development, some audiences are really easy and then some you do need to really deep dive into it. Right. I had a, up here, we had a, a Ford dealership. Um, they made a, a, a Maple Leaf special edition pickup truck. Now Ford's done this for multiple professional, uh, pro, uh, professional sports teams across the nation, but up here they had a dealership. They bought into this. They thought it was going to be really exciting. Oh, all kinds of fun, you know, Maple Leafs. Oh, we'll sell t tons of these, right? And they ordered dozens of them. Well, reality, you know, if you're not marketing to the right audience, right. then they don't even know you have it and that doesn't necessarily work out. So this was, this was an example where the audience was very obvious, right? It was like, right. we had this excessive amount of these Maple Leaf, you know, trucks, right? And we needed to get in front of them. That was a very easy audience to create fans of the Maple Leafs, no problem, ran the ad, 
they, they, I mean, it did not take long. It was a few days and they started seeing traffic, more leads, more phone calls happening right. up on the trucks within the, within the next 60 days, they, they moved all of those, all those trucks. Right now, when I say about developing an audience, cause you talked a little bit, I always like to go, you know, first we have to really understand, you know, what our goal and objective is, right. For, you know, for you, we'll stay on the example of the silver auto since whatever we're using it. Right. Um, there are multiple people that are buying trucks. There are families that are buying trucks. There are uh, tradesmen that are buying trucks. There are um, executives buying trucks. I mean, hell, I was in a fully loaded Silverado the other day. I mean, holy crap. I thought I was in an S-Class Mercedes or something. Right. Like I mean, like, holy crap. I mean, just heated and cooled seats and, you know, this moved this way and uh, heads up display. And I was like, is a truck? Yeah. Um, you know, so, so look, there are a lot of different people out there that are buying a lot of different trucks, you know, so I think you break it down by model, then you kind of define, you know, to your point, segment wise, who's buying these trucks, right? What does this individual look like? What does customer A look like, you know, for this particular truck? And then once we've done it, we, well, typically we're looking at demographics, right? We're looking at interest. And then we're also looking at, um, um, demographics oh demographics behavior and interest okay so right. those are the three things that we're really kind of looking at right here right so you know what's demographic and the individual uh what is the what, what are the behaviors of the individual right are they actively in market for you know another product or something along that line right. similar to it right and then you know what are some of those interests in this case with my example the truck was perfect it was, it was easy right they're fans of the maple leaves you know right but I think once we have those three things defined, then we have our audience defined. Yes, I agree. And, you know, if I'm going to market a Maple Leaf Silverado, I'm probably not going to have Drake as my spokesperson, who's the president and spokesperson of the Raptors because basketball versus hockey. However, I think once you understand the audience, you can really break it down into more segmentation. So if we're looking at a Silverado, we have an LS, we have an LT, we have an LTZ, we have the Trail Boss, we have the High Country. All of these different trim levels are going to cater to different individuals. The, mm -hmm. the gentleman you just mentioned that uses it for a work truck is probably not buying a High Country as an everyday work truck because he's not going to want to you know, throw two by fours and drywall and tools and what have you in the back of that nice fancy truck. Unless he's the, the owner. Time, yeah, I always yeah, find that really interesting. You know what I mean? Like every single contractor I know, landscape or whatever it is, right? You have all your guys that are driving those trucks. And then of course the owner, he's the one that's got the blinger model, right? Oh, absolutely. All day long. And that's typically how it goes. And when you're looking at that also is I kind of have another group that I call weekend warriors. Yeah. Well, well, I drive a truck because, you know, my, my wife, she gives me a big honeydew list and I have to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or the hardware store every weekend. So I have to have a truck. And okay, I love well, those ones because you can easily tell them when they come in on trade. You just yes. you just look into the bed of the truck and you're like, there's not a freaking scratch in on the bed of this truck. <laughs> but I got to have a bed liner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it looks cool. Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, really tapping in and understanding that audience of what it is. If if someone lives in you know more of, you know, I, I would say an affluent suburban area, and you know they're buying a high country Silverado because their you know wife makes them take their grandkids bikes back and forth to the park on the weekends, and it's cooler than a minivan. You know, that's a totally different audience than an individual that, you know, is more of a blue collar and, you know, bust their ass every day to go to work and they do physical labor and 
You know, they, they, they really don't care what the truck looks like. They want it to be practical. They want it to be useful. And they want it to suit their everyday needs and to be able to be a durable vehicle that they can count on. Well, I think what we're saying at the end of the day, guys, if you're listening and watching to this, is that there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all. No. Right? And it drives me nuts. Like, it, it, in fact, it's, and you've seen some of my videos. I sometimes physically get pissed off. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I use very choice four-letter words, you know, when I see this crap because it just it drives me nuts. It's like, you know, it, it's such a disearnest to our consumers to treat them as, you know, you know, the people that buy a truck, well, here's a single ad. That's it. Right. There's one piece of creative, you know, that's going to somehow magically be relevant to every single different type of person out there that buys that buys that product. And right. I just I don't know if it's laziness or maybe it's a, a lack of understanding content strategy, because that's really what we're talking about at this point now, right? It's content strategy, right? Yes. We're making very specific content for a very specific audience, you know, but um, I think the customers are pretty smart. You know, I mean, I, I have seen customers acknowledge it and actually appreciate it, you know, because it's not just a single image of that truck sitting up on top of a mountain. No, it's the image of that truck, you know, um, uh, with a family packing their stuff into it, you know, because and it's, it's, you know, look how much more, how many more hockey bags you can fit into the back of this pickup, you know, it's, right. it's rele relevant to them as a customer. And I think it's our job today as marketers that we have to be doing this. And it's just the, uh, the sheer amount of non-audience specific content out there is mind boggling. It is. And the other thing is not only the relatability part and the relevancy part of it, but also understanding what people want to know is what I call with them. What's in it for me? I, I get it. It's $200 a month. I get it. It's $300 a month, but guess what? I want wireless charging. I want third row seats. I have six kids. I want to make sure that I have Bluetooth, that I have all the safety features that I'm looking for. I want lane keep assist. You know, I want all these other types of things, heated and cooled seats like you had mentioned, but those different features and benefits are going to cater to different individuals. Mm -hmm. As you said, with the hockey bag and all these types of things, I'm probably going to run that video on a traverse, if you will, to, you know, mothers that, you know, may be in the presence of children or have children or things like that to really be relatable and relevant for them to say, oh, wow, look at that third row seating down and the second row seating down. I can fit 15 hockey bags back there. And then they also have the little hooks where I can hang my groceries. Man, this thing's awesome. And when my hands are full, I just wave my foot underneath the bumper. Oh, and the tailgate goes up automatically. The lady doesn't care about the price. No, it's she not. It's about the story, the benefits, and what's in it for her. Because what we did is we made um, we made a product relevant to a person by solving just some simple day to day issues. Right? It's like you your day's busy, and this is the vehicle that suits your busy day. You know, and in creating out that audience, it, it's an easy it, look. Look, um, females between the ages of thirty five and forty five uh, who are parents of kids of two or less kids or maybe three because it's a third row. So let's say three, right. you know, um, that are over the age of 10, you know, so they're right. older kids and the mom's is a hockey fan. So now we got, now we got the whole shebang, right? You know, it's a female audience. We know that their parents with, you know, older kids, maybe in teenage, teenage age, you know, and they're, 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 they're 
hockey fans, right? Now we build this beautiful piece of creative together. Come on, how much more relevant can you get? Plus, you know, to your point is that now, now they bought into that story. It's not necessarily how much it costs. That wasn't what the story was. They, they, bought, in, they bought into how that's going to fit their life. But the, I think their level of appreciation, I think there is. I think there is a consumer level of appreciation that yes. that type of creative was created for them specifically. I agree. And there's, there's so many different things that, that will pique your interest or get you emotionally. Yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of Gary V for entertainment because he's hilarious. Oh, know, I love I've Gary. never taken the, the, myself that serious, but it, it, as he would say, he's fucking awesome. You know, but he said, and he was, he had this round table discussion and he said, if you ever want me to buy something, just put the New York Jets logo on it. Just, just, just say yeah. something about the New York Jets. <laughs> he said to me, the New York Jets are better than anything and everything in the entire world. Well, that makes sense because you have an emotional attachment to that sports team. Well, St. Louis is a drinking town with a baseball problem. And so we all really like, you know, our St. Louis Cardinals, but you know, the blues just did win the Stanley cup. So obviously you, you have people that have interest in the blues. Well, why would you not include something about the blues or blues logo or something like that to get them emotionally involved or to be advocates of your brand? Because, you know, it's basically co-branding with, their interest, the blues, and your brand. So you have new fans. You know, I think it's an interesting point that you just brought up there was, is that, um, you know, this is not, I mean, there's someone as high profiled as Gary Vee that talks about this. And yet I'm still literally, just before we got on, uh, started shooting this, I'm going over this report with you from a pretty big name automotive marketing vendor that got sent over to me to a potential new client showing, hey, this is what we're currently doing. Right. It's like, what the hell? I it mean, makes no sense. Why are like, I, but I feel like in the automotive industry we do this so often, and it's not just marketing; it's even like DMS stuff, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> how, how, how many dealer management software out there is still running DOS, and yet we're we're, we're paying these these companies exuberant amount of money? It's like it's brand new technology, yet the technology hasn't changed in fifteen fucking years, right? Um, so I, I don't know why in our industry we have this acceptance of mediocrity. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. And I think, and that that's one of the things about our industry, you know, of, of digital marketing and automotive or video marketing and automotive, things like that is I, I was speaking to a guy the other day. He messaged me on Twitter. I'm not a huge Twitter guy, but he messaged me and he said, his name was Ryan Homer actually. And he does financial, you know, marketing for financial advisors and, you know, retain me for 10 grand a month and I'll run Facebook ads for you. And, you know, everybody's a digital marketer. It's like CVS and Walgreens. There's one on every corner. And I'm like, okay, okay, I, I get all of that. And his point was never, ever do business in the car dealership industry because those guys are dicks, won't pay you, and will cut you off in a heartbeat. Huh, okay. you're, you're absolutely right. You, you are. If you come at somebody saying, give me 10 grand a month to run some Facebook ads for you and it doesn't work, guess what? You're probably not going to get complimented. You're probably <laughs> going to get cut off and you're probably not going to get paid. The thing about our industry is it, it, you know, advertising in the car business has been, you know, like cereal and milk for 70 years, you know, or 50 years, whatever it is. 
but you have to take a moment to understand that there's a learning curve. There's a lack of knowledge that these dealer principals, these GMs, these decision makers at these dealerships nowadays, they, they, it's not that they don't want to do business with you, but at the end of the day, it's just like buying and purchasing a vehicle. If you don't have that trust, if you don't educate them, if you don't, you know, expand their knowledge base and really let them know this is the strategy, this is your content calendar, this is the expectations, these are the results, and really break it down, give an analogy that they can understand, then yeah, you, you're probably going to get, you know, spoken to or treated in a way that maybe you thought was a, a little too harsh. Yeah. But, you know, get thicker skin and you know, help our industry, help these individuals, and you'll do perfectly fine. Yeah, I just think I'm kind of, you know, someone told me the other day in one of my, my, one of my posts, I was angry. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I am angry. And I think I'm, I'm at the point now where I think I'm, I, I, I feel comfortable enough when I'm just like, fuck it. Yep, I'm angry. I am. I'm right. angry, right? I, I am pissed off uh, with how much spend, ad spend, is being spent out there right now. And we're, we're well, frankly, for the lack of a better word, we're half-assing our shit. I mean, we're yes. half-assing our marketing efforts, you know? And I just, you know, someone the other day, I was in a dealer meeting and of course this came up and they're like, you said, you just, you're getting angry. I mean, I'm like, I am. I'm, I'm, phys- I'm getting to the point where I'm physically angry with it, right? Yes, I'm getting physically angry here, right? It's just like, you know, it's 20 fucking 19. All right. We have the ability to know who our buyers are. The data is sitting right there in front of us. All right. We're not, there, there is no I thinks or I feels or I, you know, none of that crap. It's like, yeah. it's to your point, right? You went back, you, you pulled six to 12 months of data of who the hell is buying these things, right? The, the information sitting right there. It's just, I, I, I just, enough's enough, right? Like, you know, we know who our audience is. The ability to capture content could not have been any easier. Yes, you need to get somebody to edit it. Absolutely freaking lutely, okay? Still something that does require a little bit, a bit of a talent or know-how of what you're going to cut, how you're going to present it. But it's just, man, it's just, I'm getting pissed. I'm, you know, it's just like enough, right? You know, it's, I I just find it's just, it's just laziness, just, just laziness, not to sit there to identify who your audience is and then create creative specifically for them. And now, so the fact that I think I'm getting pissed, I actually think the customers are also getting pissed, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're just treating the customer as just this, you know, every customer is the same. They're not. Every customer is different. Think about anything, you know, that you do in your normal life of how you, you know, how you treat people. I was always raised to treat the CEO and the janitor the same. You know, it's all about respect. It's all about those types of things. Well, if if that's the case, then you need to tailor your message specific to that individual. And if you just blanket, you know, a, a message or, you know, the old spray and pray method and you know, just hoping that, you know, it works. It, it, unfortunately, you're not going to get the engagement, the trust, you know, or build your brand with the repeat and referral or direct source leads, you know, that are the lowest cost per entry if you're if you're using that approach. So, you know, it, it, I, I don't I don't think it's anger. I think it's passion. And I think you just <laughs> there's not enough of you out there. <laughs> you know, you can't it's, it's passion with a bunch of four letter words. That's what it is. Right. There we go. You know, and it, I just think that's what it is. And that, that, that's what I really love about it is, you know, being passionate and learning, you know, and helping other people. And when you walk into a dealership and say, Hey, 
I'm going to save you 150 grand a year. I'm going to go ahead and add this, 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 and this, and this is what you can expect. I've never heard anybody that I've ever talked to go, you know, Benny, I just don't think that we're in the market to save six figures this year. It's just, not, it's just not. Yeah. Fun. I'm just not interested. I don't want to save money. <laughs> right. you, know what, you know what else I think it is, Benny, is that, um, you know, we've been, dealerships have been programmed on how they buy media for years. And I still think there are a lot of people working at the dealership that bought traditional media uh, years ago who are still kind of treating digital in that exact same way, right? I agree. Like, you know, let, let me just buy my $10,000 worth of radio ads. Let me just buy my, you know, $5,000 worth of weekly newspaper ads. You know, they're just, I'll just, I'll just buy it. Let me just, just, let me just buy that real estate, right? And I still think it's unfortunate that there's a lot of agencies out there that are willing to cater to those individuals. So, I you know, I, I think one thing dealerships really need to look at who the hell is in charge of the, their media spend, all right? And are they treating it as an investment or just a spend? Right. Do you know what I mean? And really understanding too, yeah, of you know, the automotive business train consumers to purchase vehicles the last two weeks of the month. Consumers didn't decide that. Dealers decided that a long time ago. Of, hey, we're going to run our ad 14 days a month. It's going to be the or 10 days a month, the last two weeks of the month. That's what it is because we know we're going to double the amount of sales that we did the first two weeks and the last two weeks and hammer, 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 hard, 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 hard. Well, okay. Guess what? Some people get paid biweekly on the 7th or on the 3rd whatever it is. What if somebody has a social security check that they want to spend with you? They're not going to see your message because it's already gone by the time your ads run the last 10 days of the month. That's so it, it's just funny. It's, it's trained behavior. It really is. And I respect it, it you know, and I entertain it. However, it, it, it's 2019, as you had stated previously, you know, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and, you know, get on the train a little bit. Well, and, and let's, let's talk a little bit about what that actually looks like. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask the question anyways, right? Sure. All right. Uh, you're sitting down with a, with a dealership. How much time do you talk about, what percentage of your time do you talk about audience development versus the percentage of time you talk about creative? Um, I would probably say 50-50. Yeah, right. And I probably talk more about creative because all I have to do is just export data for the audience. You know, so it's not too difficult. And, you know, dealerships have more data than they have any idea what to do with. So, But I think, but I think the bottom line is that it's at bare bones minimum, it's 50-50, right? It's that, that, that's, that's, a fun, that's a fundamental shift, right? Yes. You got to understand the people that are used to buying traditional media, all right, they spent no time, no time talking about the audience because the audience was already defined, right? right? You, you, you bought radio, well, that was the audience, you, right. you put the ad in the newspaper, there was a predefined audience, you know? Right. So like, I, I think the best way for a dealership to know if they're working with the right person or not instantaneously, this is your number one, number one indicator is that if they don't spend at least 50% of their time discussing with you and truly understanding your audience, they're the wrong, they're the wrong people to hire. Is this, would you agree with that? I would agree hundred percent. And there's always things that, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of dance music, house music. I'm from St. Louis. House music was, you know, 
developed and originated in Chicago. It's only five I just, I just got a mental picture of, right. of ben, you know? Benny dancing to some house music. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad would always make fun of me. And he'd go, he go, it's son, you know, this ain't nothing but recycled disco. <laughs> and, and he's right. He, he's totally right. But let's think about the way that we would go to market or our strategies for traditional media were media, math, message, symptom, solution, call to action. That, that's what it was. Media, math, yeah. message, symptom, solution, call to action. Well, it's, it's, it's effective. It, it does work. However, put a story to it. Take, you know, hit, hit an emotion with it, create a want, create a need, you know, the old fear, greed, and ego tactics that you have back in the day of, you know, well, I see this, you know, Toyota dealership on TV 87 times a day, right? Because the dealer principal wants his name and lights like Dirk Diggler and it's a vanity play. And that's it's the only reason that it's there, you know? So I, I just, I try to educate, but, you know, I don't disrespect or discredit, you know, the originators and where the knowledge came from. We just like to try to polish it up a little bit and make it more effective. Well, I think we have to evolve, right? The, the, the bottom line is that we're having to evolve everything. Everything has to evolve with the dealership or modernize. Maybe the better word is to modernize, all right? Sure. Our, our operations have to modernize. Look, the, the, the experience in a dealership pretty much hasn't changed in over 100 years, all right? So we need to modernize that. It's not that we need to or have to. The customer expects us to, right? Right. You know, what, what, uh, someone was telling me the other day, you know, the, the customer's expectation of the experience is literally based off of the last experience they had. So that, that, that uh, level of expectation continues to rise day after day after day after day. Right. You know, yes. Do they expect an, an Amazon level experience? Yes, they do. They do. That's right. Because that's what they've already experienced. They don't understand why they can get that experience buying uh, a case of toilet paper, but then they come to a dealership and buy a $45,000 truck and they get, you know, an experience that's literally dated, you know, to the 1930s and 20s. Like, it's crazy. I actually saw a bill of sale recently. Literally, it almost looked identical. It was from the, it was from the 20s. It almost looked identical right. to the bill of sale we use today, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, look, we have to, not only do we got to modernize our, our dealerships, operations, experience, but we got to modernize our marketing efforts. And, you know, you, you made this comment the other day that, you know, yes, some of this older stuff has been working, but I actually don't think it has been. I think we've just been able to fly by, uh, you know, half-assing our efforts, you know, because as an industry, things have just been so good. We've been, look, we've been running the last five to seven years of prosperity. Every single manufacturer, double-digit gains, quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter, you know, it's like that ain't happening anymore. You know, no. it's like we've plateaued out, you know, that's, and it happens. This is, you know, it's, it's on a seven to 10 year cycle. This happens every single time. Of course, we're surprised when it actually happens, but it, every seven, 10 years it plateaus out. We, we got to modernize our efforts, you know, and I think you, you're doing, you're out there. I'm out there. We're pushing people to do it. And it, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm no longer just being nice about it. I'm just like, just do it or die over the next couple of years. <laughs> Right. And it's, I think it really also boils down to is, is common interest, common knowledge, and making sure that, you know, the, the individual that you choose to represent your dealership or your automotive group has the same goals to take the brand and the organization to a certain place. Because if you're radio, TV, and canvassing, door knocking, and I'm YouTube, you know, rich media display ads, and, you know, focusing on search intent, it, 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 we're probably, you know, not even in the same book, let alone on the same chapter or page. So 
I think that's really, you know, another thing that it boils down to. And it, it, I think it comes down to fear and lack of knowledge. However, when you're able to show people, you know, and create, you know, get that emotion from them, it does it a lot. I'll go into dealerships. I, I, I just walk in. I'm old school. Hey, man, what's going on? What are you I, here to sell? I, I don't know. You know, hopefully, you know, a bunch of marketing. And I, I don't know, whatever. But when I show them a YouTube video, you know, or I show them a brand concept or, you know, a, a walk around, a test drive, a review, a how to, a, you know, all these different specials, the service lanes, you know, the finance departments, all these things. They're, they get a holistic view of the entire dealership and they're like, well, I want my dealership to look like that. Okay, great. Sold. I love it. But, it, you know, it's just you got to put yourself out there. You have to help educate. And, you know, that's that's just how it is. <laughs> No, it's totally true. And, and uh, you know what, uh, I see that our time is just about up here. But you know, I think it's actually great for a, a great place for us to stop. And there's just been some amazing, you know, just knowledge nuggets here. And I encourage anybody to go back and re listen to this for sure, because there was just some great pieces here. For everybody that's listening, watching right now, and love to learn more about what you do, Benny, or connect with you, what is the best way to do so? You can go to my website, marketingsolutionsstl.com. You can follow me on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. My YouTube channel has more long form content and the social media, the other social media con- you know, sites have more of the one minute or micro moments, things like that. So, you know, follow me, Google my name, Benny Major. One of the things I pride myself on is if I can't represent myself, then I can't represent you. So Benny Major, Google me. <laughs> Hey, thanks again, Benny, for taking the time to jam with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comments section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.